Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we're talking about building a six star experience on Amazon. And we're getting into why reviews matter, but we're going to look at this from an angle that I bet you have not looked at before because it's not just about five star reviews. We got to go, we got to do more than that. There's more to it than that. And so we're going to dive in here. My guest today is Tomer Rabinovich. We met each other at SellerCon this year in Austin, Texas. We were both speaking. I was blown away by Tomer's presentation. I said, Tomer, you got to get on the podcast. And he said, yes. And so, Tomer, how you doing, man? Uh, welcome to the show, and, and thanks for taking the time. I'm good, Brad. Thank you for having me. And I do want to just point out, just just to, to, to underscore what a cool guy you are, uh, it's, it's you know, mid-afternoon for me here in the States, but it's pretty late for you. So what time are you recording uh, right now? I'm in Israel and it's 10, 15 p.m. here. But usually I have off, more calls after this, so I'm I'm good to go. You're good. So you're you're ready to rock and roll. I feel the energy. I feel the excitement. Uh, so we're, we're ready to rock and roll. So uh, Tomer is the founder of Top Dog and he offers consulting. He's got an e-commerce group community, which we'll get into a little bit, and then also a product that's about to launch, which I think everybody will want to learn about as well. And so, uh, Tomer, if you would kind of give us your background, how did you how did you become a top dog? How did you get into this space? And then we're going to get into our review topic. Yeah, so you mentioned SellerCon, so I actually started with those guys back in 2014. I did their course, started selling in 2015 on Amazon. Been doing that for eight, eight years now. And been consulting mainly bigger sellers, seven eight figure sellers, aggregators, um, different companies for the past five years probably. Uh, been speaking at pretty much every major event in the industry. So staying busy and also have my own event called Top Dog Summit, which is also a big event for a small event for bigger sellers. And also wrote a book called Ride the Amazon Wave, um, which is right here. So there it is, Ride the Amazon Wave. Love the cover design, by the way. Love the book. And kudos to you, man. That's a huge accomplishment. I know writing a book is like building a business all on its own. You know, it's just like a, it's a massive <laughs> most challenging product I launched so far. So <laughs> no doubt. And uh, and we'll probably direct you, make make you the least amount of money indirectly. Very, very powerful. But directly, yeah, we'll not compare to some of your other Amazon products, I'm sure. So uh, but, but awesome book, awesome accomplishment. I know everybody knows you. You're speaking at all the Amazon events. And uh, so, yeah, man, really, really excited to dive into this topic. So uh, talk about five-star reviews and how they lead to rankings and why it's not just about the total number of five-star reviews you have. Uh, enlighten us, please. Yeah, so if you think about Amazon, right? Amazon wants to show the products on top that will rank on top that are actually selling the most, but that are also doing, uh, like, serving their customers right. So that means the customers are actually leaving five-star reviews for those products. So it only makes sense that if I'm selling a water bottle and you're selling a water bottle and I get more reviews than you based on every hundred sales that each of us is making, I will rank higher than you. Long term, if we start at the same time, I will rank higher than you know. If you already have a thousand new reviews and I have zero, it might be a bit more difficult. But what Amazon is doing is they're rewarding sellers by getting more five star reviews on an ongoing basis. And we've seen this time and time again where we help a seller customize 
uh, or let's say adjust their customer experience for their product and they just skyrocket in terms of ranking almost like overnight when they start accumulating their reviews. So, um, or if you see like that SP view button on Amazon that you can just start using, right? They, uh, when we see sales that don't use that and then they start using it, they just like take off in terms of ranking as well because they just get a lot more reviews. Um, so yeah, so one of the things, one of the reasons to keep getting five-star reviews is for ranking. And it doesn't matter if you have, maybe you think, oh, I got to a thousand reviews or 10,000 reviews or whatever, and I can stop getting reviews, but that's not the case because your ranking will drop. We had a seller that had this uh, gray hat strategy, you can call it, where she was sending postcards to her customers from Amazon to get five-star reviews from them, asking nicely, you know, not incentivizing them in any way, but that's obviously against Amazon Terms of Service. She got to thousands of reviews, decided to stop, and her ranking tanked uh, as a result. So, I mean, ah, this because she was getting a really high percentage of right, she was getting a really high percentage of five star reviews by sending that postcard. Once she stopped that, maybe the experience just wasn't good enough on its own. So she started getting a lower percentage of people leaving a five star review, and that tanked the rankings. So what everyone can do right now in their niche is they can just go into Amazon and just look at all their competitors on page one see how many reviews they got in the past 30 days, how many sales they got in the past 30 days, divide the one by the other, and we call that review percentage. And then you want to see where you stand compared to them. And if you see someone, let's say you're at 4%, they're at 8%, and it changes between each product because some products are more, uh, they get just more reviews by nature. Let's say you sell disposable cups, that's not going to get a lot of reviews probably, but if you sell a diaper bag, which is a very personal product, that might get a lot more, expensive product get more, just depends on the product. So if you see that a seller has a very high review rate, you can look at their reviews, see what people are mentioning, obviously buy their product, kind of reverse engineer what they're doing and, and so on. Yeah, that's that's so good. And and so then what what tools are you recommending to see, you know, how many sales, how many reviews have come in in the last 30 days? So the, the easiest tool to use is Helium 10. Like if you use Helium 10 X-Ray, that will just show you the snapshot of the last 30 day sales. And then you will see the, how many reviews they actually got in the last 30 days. You can just download that to a CSV file, add one more column with a very basic formula to divide one by the other. And that's it. Super Great. simple. And so it's not so much that there's like this certain magic percentage of five star reviews to sales, but it's more of a relative scale. So are you getting more five star reviews for every 100 sales? as compared to your competitors. Exactly, and in the Helium 10, the problem is you only see how many reviews they got, you just see a number. So if they got 100 reviews in the past 30 days, that doesn't mean much to me because maybe they sold 100,000 units, right? right? So it just depends. Exactly, on... yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. And so so this is something, let, let's say that we're new with a product and we're going up against a product that's got a thousand reviews already. If our review rate is way higher than theirs? Are you saying we could challenge them, rank equal to them, you know, in, in a relatively short period of time? Like you're talking a few months? Yeah, I, I guess, depends, and I know well, everything is different, but. It depends on different factories as well, but definitely you can, if you think about it long-term, you can win, right? You can like win over in terms of reviews over them as well. Not necessarily if you even sell more units than them for a long period of time, right? So that's another reason you want to look into this. Um, but sellers tend to think, I just launched my product, how do I get reviews, right? That's how they think, but to get reviews actually happens long before they launch their product. They need to plan ahead, like, 
how am I going to get reviews when they do their pod development process and not after, after the fact that they launched? Because you can kind of fake reviews, right? Or whatever, there are different ways to do that with shady services, black hat tactics, whatever. But those can only get you so far these days get to get a bunch of reviews. But that's not a long-term strategy. So you need to get five-star reviews from real customers buying your product on Amazon. Yeah, it's the only way to make that work because even if you go gray hat, just like you talked about, and even if you don't get caught and Amazon never finds out, once you stop that and your review rate drops, you're in trouble and, and your rankings will, will suffer. Um, let's talk about, and, and that was a perfect segue, by the way, that, that, hey, like getting reviews starts way before you start asking, you know, start trying to get reviews actively. So I know that begins with that experience. And you talk about this like a six, you, or you call it a six-star experience. What is that and why should we shoot for that? Yeah, so if you think about reviews for a second, you can only get one, two, three, four, five stars. And anything that is not a five-star review hurts you. Even a four-star review brings you closer to four than 4.5 or five. So we only accept, as sellers, we only accept five-star reviews for our product. So because of that, if we aim for a five-star product, we might land at four or three or two stars. But if I aim for six, I land at five, right? So um, it's kind of aiming for the moon and landing amongst the stars, right? That's kind of what we are trying to do with this six-star experience strategy, you can call it. Uh, but it's really, uh, we call it like over-deliver and surprise the customers as much, like more than they expect. And usually when you buy a product, doesn't matter what it is, if you, if you look at the McDonald's commercial, right, the burger can look really good. When you get it, it's not that good, right? So uh, advertising usually falls the other way around. But when you think about selling a product and you want to get a five-star review for it, you want it to be in a way where you advertise in a way, but when they get the product, they actually get more than they thought they will. And that's what we got do. it. Yeah, I love that. So when they, when they get it, there's some element of surprise and delight some element of wow this is better than i thought um and yeah because the the flip side of that is a big deal i know we've got a, a client and i won't mention the product but it's a very effective product but for whatever reason when you look at the pictures you think this is kind of a large product but when you get it it's kind of small or it's smaller than you would expect and so people look at that and they got complaints like hey this isn't this isn't the size of product that i thought it was it still works and so they had to start shifting the photography, right? Where they would show the product in someone's hand. Yeah. Uh, so that, it, there, you know, surprises, right? You, you you know what you're buying right then. And and so, yeah, totally makes sense. You want to... Yeah. And, and because we're doing e-commerce, you don't really know what to expect, right? You can read reviews. You can kind of see what's going on. In my talk in Silicon, I kind of mentioned a roller coaster. Like when you look at a roller coaster, you don't know what you're feeling, right? You can see them screaming. You can see whatever. You can see them coming down the line when you go up the roller coaster you can see them coming down asking them questions how was it whatever people throw up people enjoy like you don't know what's going to happen when you go up right <laughs> you don't know what yep, to expect yep. so it's kind of the same way when you buy a product online you don't know what's going to happen when you actually get it and use it right um so but if it's more than you thought right that gives you an edge as a seller right by giving giving that type of experience and i think we are in 2023 right now. This is the time to really do that. And the uh, the bar to entry like in customer experience is so low right now because people don't expect it to be better than they thought. Right? They only expect it's going to be worse than they thought. So 
there is so much um so much yeah love it yeah the it is wide open for someone to do just a good job and then if you do better than that uh it, it's all the better and i love this approach of aiming for six stars to try to hit five aim for the moon land among the stars type of thing have you ever heard uh brian chesky from airbnb have you heard him talk about how airbnb hosts should kind of craft their experiences to to wow guests it's a it's a very similar concept he uses like a different scale and he's like hey what, what would a 10 star experience be like and he's like well that's if you knew the person's favorite band and that band was at the house when they showed up and like all these outlandish things and obviously you can't do that but you start you start there with your thought process and then back down to well what could we do like how well, could we personalize do that yeah. for 1% of your customers so one right. thing about yeah. customer experience is you don't not everyone need to have an equal experience right so I'm like, let, let's say we have a crazy idea for an insert, right? There are insert cards now with videos in them and a whole bunch of stuff. Let's say you do that for 5% of your insert cards, right? Invest like 2 $3 in a really good insert, but only for 5%. If that doesn't work, right, you need to change strategies completely, right? If that does work, then you can start dialing it down for cheaper things. But I'm like, let's start with the most expensive thing we can do let's go nuts with this because if this doesn't work we need to change strategies but if you start small if you let's say put an insert that says get 20 percent off on our store that's not going to do anything right 20 percent off yeah. is a gift it's a gift to you not to the customer right um so that will probably not work that is just to kind of have a check mark that you have an insert card and you know whatever right right but yeah. that doesn't really do much and if that doesn't work, it's going to take you a long time to figure that out, that you need to change strategies and find something like more appealing to the customer. Interesting. So I want to kind of break down the six-star experience in just a minute, but uh, now now you mentioned InSearch and you've got my curiosity peaked. So so what might you do there? If you if you do like a, a high-cost insert, test it on 5% of orders, like what's, what's something wild or crazy you would potentially do there? So it can be even an instructional video, right, inside of that video. So instead of going sending to a link or a QR code to scan, and you can test that in a different insert, right? And just test different things and see what people, uh, what do they um, watch more? What do they click on more? What actually works better? And then at the end of the video, you can have a lead magnet to something else, right? To kind of go fill out the form or something like that. So you see how many people actually fill out the form as a result of that compared to sending them directly to the video on your website and see how many people fill the form there. And then you can kind of see which works better. Any any considerations there to avoid TOS violations? Yeah, definitely. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to call it TOS in any way. Um, and the way we do it is we do it, uh, we always do like a very soft thing and we always think about the customer first. What I mean by that is let's say I want to send you to watch an instructional video. I'm not going to send you to put in your email name an email to watch a video because I can just send you to the video, right? But if it's a warranty, for example, then I can ask for the name and email because I, I have a justification for that. So it just depends on what it is that I can offer. We don't offer eBooks. We don't offer discounts. We don't know, We never ask for reviews in our inserts either. You can, by the way, you are allowed to ask for reviews as long as it's unbiased and whatever. Uh, but I just think that asking for reviewing your insert is kind of like the waitress coming up to you and saying, how's the food before you had your first bite, right? It's kind of like like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we never do yeah. that. Um, what, a, what a good, one, yeah, what a good uh, analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Once you have their email, you can always follow up asking for a review. But in our case, that's not even 
the main way we get reviews. So I'll, maybe I'll give you an example of a product and yeah, that please give you like uh, something you can think about. So we were, we wanted to sell this lock picking set. Basically, I said it teaches you how to lock pick, right? How to break into houses. Um, and that set, uh, while, while we were producing it, it became a prohibited product to be sold in Amazon US. Imagine that, right? So we ended up like, I ended up like showing exactly what you wanted to do. And the idea was this, everyone was selling these uh, kits. It comes in like a small case with all the tools inside and instructions and stuff. And it comes in either a, a regular brown box or just even a color box, right? Of the case. And what we developed, what we came up with the idea of making the box black all around and it has like a small lock in the front. And when you open up, so it black all around, it looks like a deposit box, right? We made it look like a deposit box. And then on the bottom, we had like made in China and all of the stuff that we need to kind of have on our packaging. But because of the e-commerce, we can do whatever, right? We can make a very cool looking packaging. So it was black all around, small lock in the front. When you open up it from the lock side, you have a small note inside that says, congrats, you've just picked your first lock, right? And that's nice. like the first thing that they see. That puts a smile on their face, right? And a smile goes a long way. It doesn't need to cost you more necessarily. We had some funny mentions inside of the flap when they opened up the packaging. We had some more stuff after they removed the object from inside. So on the bottom of the packaging. And we made it very playful and fun and very giftable as well, right? Not just like a product you would necessarily buy for yourself. And it's not really a giftable product as a product in its own, right? But we made it giftable. Um, and it has like a lot of small surprises throughout the process. And imagine one of the pieces is missing when they get the product, right? But they see so much different things that add to the experience. So they feel more like obligated to reach out to us, say, hey, this piece is missing before leaving a one-star review, right? Because they got more value when they got this product. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on let's talk to request that free strategy session or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show. Yeah, really, really good example. So, so I know that that was probably something, you know, touched on a few of these pieces maybe, but how do you create a six star experience? What, what, what does this look like? What's the process you go through to say, is this enough to delight customers. So I'm not the most creative person, probably. I'm very analytic and systemized. So to me, I just think of a product as an experience, right? So every single touch point they have with the customer is an experience. That means when they first look at the packaging, open the packaging, get a product out, learn how to use it, learn like where do they store it? What do they do with it? When do they throw it out? If they get a replacement after, like all of that chain of processes, right? And what I can do in every single touch point and help them out. So it's packaging, it's insert cards, it's instructions, it's even post-purchase things that we do after they purchase, like watch a video or sending them email follow-ups as a result. So we do a lot of different things. 
Um, and as we talk, I know we were talking maybe a few weeks before our Kickstarter launch, but we can talk more about it later, maybe. But we are doing very unique things there um, to get that six star experience and to get a lot of like opt ins and do also good in the world and not just like benefit ourselves with more money and whatever. Yeah, I love it. In fact, well, you you mentioned it. Let's dive into that just really quickly. So, so talk about the product that that you're launching the Kickstarter for, and then how are you tying that into Amazon sales and a six star experience? Yeah, well, walk us through that. So, it starts with a product. So, the six star expense methodology. The first five stars are all about have a good, solid product that is better than everything else on the market. Right now. The six star is the over-delivering surprise, and that is when you become, you do something different. Hopefully something no one else did before you, something out there, like the example with the lock picking set, right? Because, so the first star is you need a product that actually works, right? That's like the first thing. Like if the lock picking set doesn't work, nothing is going to help me out, right? That's so we have the like yeah. first five stars that we need to hit, which are pretty basic. So what the product is uh, left up sleeve, okay, like a, it flips like a regular laptop sleeve, but it's actually also a power bank, a docking station, and a laptop mat all in one. So the problem we're trying to solve is I'm, as in, you can call it a digital, digital entrepreneur. I have three kids, but I have my own home office where I am right now. And I have uh, coffee shops I go to and I have uh, conferences I travel to. And I don't want to take the bag with me or even the charger with me. So we thought, what if we develop something that is like an all-in-one thing? that solves this problem. So you just take this with you. You have uh, a built-in charger. You have like everything built in. You just take the laptop in the sleeve and just work, right? For an entire day. And the battery is strong enough to charge it one and a half times. So we are at the final stages of the pod development. It's been about eight, nine months, I think, something like that in, in process. But uh, we documented the entire process and that is uh, probably by the time people watch it, they can find that project uh, shared as well uh, from like different steps that we took to kind of develop the entire thing. And But at this point, everything I told you is just a product. This is not customer experience, right? It doesn't really. Um, so then we, again, think about every single touch point. So the packaging that we are doing is very unique. It's uh, an old idea for a book packaging. We are on video as well, so I can kind of explain to you what it looks like, but it looks like this. If you look like this is the packaging, they open it up like this and the book will come out and the sleeve will come out like that. It's like an old packaging idea for books. If you listen on the video, it's going to be a bit unclear of what I just said, but it's a really cool and unique packaging. So as soon as they open it, like the sleeve pops out of the packaging. So that's the first uh, experience that they have. We're going to have some messages on both sides of the packaging so they can see that as well. And then inside the sleeve, we're giving them a keychain. And that keychain is a dog keychain. We are called Top Dog, my company, right? So we are giving a nice. dog keychain. Yeah, yeah. And we are working with a charity organization in the US. So when you buy our product, you actually help save a dog at the same time. And the dog itself has an NFC chip inside. So when you put your phone against it, you're going to see an update on your dog and what's going on with dog. Did you get adopted or not? And what, what's going on? And later, that dog is going to be the one that is posting on social media on our behalf, is gonna ask you for reviews, is gonna offer you new products we're launching, and so on and so on, right? So <laughs> we are creating like an awesome. entire experience. And now from... that dog is gonna be like the, the liaison, uh, quote unquote, between top dog and the customer. Exactly, yeah. So fun. 
so fun. Yeah, I want to talk about I want to talk about product packaging just really quickly because this this is such an important topic, and this is one of the things that can can really change the game in terms of surprise and delight. I just remember the old days when all product packaging sucked and like opening a product was a pain and it was not fun. Apple was one of the first ones that really focused on man. We want the box and the unboxing experience to be to be great, to be powerful. Uh, one of my best experiences recently, and I posted about this on LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to see a video or kind of see it, go check it out there. But uh, I bought a new coffee maker by Cafe. It's a it's a GE company, but it's kind of a high end coffee maker. And the box, instead of you know opening the top and trying to yank the thing out, um, one I had a rope attached to it so you could pull it out of the box that it shipped in. Then the product packaging itself, the top just opened up, almost like what you're talking about, where like the base is secure, but the top two pieces open up and you just pull the coffee maker right out. I mean, it's so great. Like usually you open an appliance and you're fighting to get stuff out of the box. This was so easy and it just, it set the stage wonderfully. Like it was so fun. And now I've told a ton of people about it. It's just, I'm sure it costs more uh, for the box, but what does that gain the company in terms of reviews, recommendations? you know, virality, all that, um, I've got to, got to think that it's worth it. So I will say a few things to that. One thing I will say is that um, Jeff Bezos mentioned that if a customer has a bad experience, they won't tell, like with social media, they won't tell five people, till they'll tell 5,000 people, right? I believe the same thing happens when you have a good experience, but it just doesn't happen very often that we have a very unique experience we want to talk and share because how many products did you buy? in the past few years and how many products did you talk about? Oh, on dude, we, have, we have Amazon shipments every day. Yeah. Right. So that's my point to get that five-star review from a, cu- a normal customer on Amazon is difficult to do, right? You need something that will stand out from everything else. So that's why I'm saying it needs to be a different experience. The product has to be better, but you need a different experience when they get it. When it comes to the price, that's a critical factor, but the packaging is pretty much the only thing. We also have um, a surprise gift inside it. We do sometimes on some products. But customer experience as a whole doesn't need to cost you more money. You know, the example with the uh, lock picking set is just being a bit clever and playful in how we do things, right? But it doesn't right. mean it cost you more. So if you, uh, we use different services for this. You can also use a lot of AI stuff for this uh, right now. But this is, a, I think, a bit premature for that, uh, for this like level of uh, creative. But what we do is we, do, we use Latina designs for a lot of, a lot of uh, different packaging just to kind of see a lot of different ideas for a lot of different designers. And we use a website called Squad Help that helps us to get taglines and slogans and very funny sayings around our brand. So this is like a crowdfunding, kind of like 99 designs, but to get a lot of people kind of suggesting you slogans and taglines and stuff, and then you just pick the winner and then you get paid and then you can trademark whatever they sent you. Yeah, I mean it's it's so great. So so kind of being a play on getting a play on words or whatever. I remember uh, I, I interviewed Mickey Agarwal. She's uh, the founder of Tushy, which is like the bidet company you put it on to on your toilet or whatever. And then she she started a few other companies too. But it, it they came with it was like the packaging is full of puns, but it came with this book this little booklet that said this number two shall pass. It's just, it was just hilarious. Like it didn't, it didn't need to be there, but it it was just so funny. And like it, it ended up at our office, and like people pass her. And so, uh, yeah, just and those little like little you, funny things. Yeah, you don't need to tell jokes. You don't need to be funny. You don't need to be a comedian. You just want to be a bit witty and playful. Put a smile yeah. on your face. Yeah, and that adds value. Value is what yeah. creates a six star experience, and then they will be eager yeah. to leave you five star reviews or reach out to you if there's a problem. 
right? A lot more than if you don't have something like that. Yes. Yeah. When when you're human and you're you put a smile on their face, they're more understanding and more likely to go to you instead of going to Amazon to to ask right. for and, you know you to fix a problem. And when we think about the packaging, you mentioned it might cost more, so not necessarily. So we we've seen a lot. We helped a lot of cells that have poly bags, right? Yeah. But just being a bit more creative and playful with those. We have like it just depends on the nature of the product and what it is. Um, the more commoditized your product, the better you want to like the more you want to kind of push towards this. I had during COVID, I wanted to launch a new brand, like a medical brand that is playful and humorous and what like selling thermometers and a bunch of other stuff. But we ended up not doing it because like uh, it was too saturated, obviously during COVID. But For that sure, was the yeah. idea. Good, good and that's really that. missing in that space. You know, in medical, you don't have any of that. And I think like why not? You can make anything playful and fun and yeah. Yep, I love it. So you mentioned the idea of a, a free gift and for top dog for the laptop sleeve slash dock slash charger. Um, you mentioned the dog, it was the dog keychain you said, yes. or dog. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so give us some ideas. How should we think about that gift? How much is that often going to cost us? Like what, what are you advising people to do in relationship to the free gift? I will say generally speaking, right? Customer experience, I believe, is something to dedicate 5% of your profit towards. This is like, just take whatever your profit is. I don't care what it is. 5% of it every year, say, this goes just to improve the customer experience of our customers, right? And that's it. It can be packaging. It can be a gift inside. It can be uh, letters you send them physically. It can be sending them the band that they love, right? Spending a few thousand bucks on that. It can be whatever you want it to be. But also understand, again, you don't need to make every customer have the same experience. I have this uh, seller I helped to sell a lot on Shopify as well. And I told him, give me the list of your top 20 sellers, right? top 20 customers right now that bought multiple times from me to sell like these big products for 250 bucks. And they had these customers buying like 10, 20 times from them. And I told him, look, call them up. Just call them up. You have Just call them up as the owner and just see what they say. And they were just blown away. And then I convinced them to send them some gifts and some other things because I mean, this is something, again, no one is doing, right? <laughs> no one is treating their customers more than the customers expect. So it's just something that adds so much. And those people, what do you think happened? They, it went viral, right? They buy more. They tell all their friends. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, a few, there's a few brands that I've discovered on Amazon that we buy a lot of those products. And I, I would be pretty blown away if the owner of one of those companies called me to thank me. Like that, That's something I would remember. It's something I would sh share with other people. You know, even as a fellow business owner, it would still be cool. And uh, yeah, so pick up the phone. And, and and we put that aside. We don't think about it because we're like, well, that won't scale. And But that's the point. It doesn't need to scale. You're doing this for the biggest customers. Yeah. One of the person you can watch is Taylor Swift. Taylor is actually doing a lot of things like going to her fans' weddings to sing there. You know, all of a sudden out of the blue. Like she does crazy stuff like that because she knows this will go viral. This is what people will talk yes. about. Yes. And also, even if it's not, let's say you do it and nothing happens, it's still the right thing to do. It's still like yeah. Yeah. doing goods to your customers. So I have, when I do this stuff, I have zero expectations of them working. Nice, you know? yeah. But if it does, like that's, that's great, you know? But if I do it like a hundred times, at some point it's probably going to work. But if I did a hundred times, I at least like, gave a lot more value to 100 customers, right? So that's uh, kind yeah. of the approach. Yeah. 
Yeah, so good. So good. Um, awesome. Other other things we're considering with the customer experience portion. So the product's got to be good. It's got to be at least five-star worthy. It works. It is as advertised. The product is good. But anything else you want to talk about on the customer experience part, which is what pushes us to that six-star level? I think- Can you want to talk a little more about the post-purchase effort too? Just just curious what, what else- what else we're considering there? Because I think there may be something there. Yeah, with yeah. the dog, it's pretty straightforward on what what to do, right? With the dog example, like the dog emailing you and messaging you and stuff like that. So that's what we do there. But um, we have different brands where we do different things. We have a baby brand, for example. What we do there is the insert card is written in a kid's font. And that's like the baby thanking their parents. Thank you for buying this product for me, right? And it's like very playful, very cute. And uh, it's like you could buy anything for yourself, but you decided to buy for this to me instead. And I'll give you like one example. Like when you do this type of things, like uh, you might piss some people off for some reason. Like this is this starts with like dear mom and dad. We had like lesbians messages, gay people messages saying this is not right. I'm a single parent, like whatever, right? Like you might step on some people's toes when you do that type of stuff, but. I think you have to take a risk. You have to like choose this is my target audience or this is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy. This is what I want my brand to be about. With Top Dog, maybe some people don't like dogs, right? And they get this product and they don't want this keychain. They don't want anything to do with it. They might be pissed, right? And that that's okay. I don't really care because this is what we decide we're going to stand fully behind and this is the brand, right? These are the values. This is the mission. And I think whatever you decide the brand is going to be about, and with the baby brand, it's more about paying attention to your kids, right? Being like a parent without screens and all of that stuff. This is what we decided. And I think you have to connect the mission of the brand, whatever it, it may be, to an emotion of the customer. And I think when yeah, we, yeah. in Toblock, what we tell, like Toblock is going to be about digital entrepreneurship as a e-commerce brand. And digital entrepreneurs, for them to own a dog is a struggle, right? Because they keep moving around but now they can help save one instead, right? So that emotional hook of the brand and uh, that we found like this is the integration between like dogs and uh, electronic brand. And you can think there is no connection between the two, right? Dogs and that doesn't have any connection. But if you think about Amazon as a company, Amazon, if you go to a page not found on Amazon, you see a dog, right? Yeah. And those are actual <laughs> dogs of Amazon's employees that they are allowed to bring to their offices and they have over 10,000 dogs. Uh, if you go to like mid Amazon page, I've, I've been there. It's crazy. We, we, in 2018, we were one of the fastest growing Amazon DSP agencies. So we got invited to the HQ myself and our Amazon director. Just got to hang out at two different campuses, uh, there in, in Seattle. Awesome place. But dude, there are dogs everywhere. I mean, the dog park between buildings full of dogs in the building, never seen more dogs and they were all clean and groomed and it was like it was the wildest thing it was like i was at a dog show but uh but but yeah, super cool. think so, about people love dogs dogs just have an emotional hook to them that's they do why yeah. amazon is doing this. it's also the right thing to their employees right but that's why amazon is doing this now saying that that might not be for everyone maybe you cannot work in amazon because you don't like dogs right and that's fine but i think as brands we try to play it safe all the time we yeah. want to have the right packaging, yeah. the right thing to say, the right insert. But if you do it, I mentioned in my talk that safe actually equals death. If you ask me when it comes to like- It totally does, economy. yeah. Yeah, because if we try if we try to not offend anyone, and obviously don't like don't necessarily go out and try to be offensive, that's not the goal either. But 
But think about it. Like, I'm not a dog person, but if I got that, if I got that packaging and I knew it was saving a dog and you had the dog tag, at a minimum, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. And then I'd move on, right? I, I, very small percentage of people that are going to be upset uh, because you do something fun or slightly amusing or you do the right thing. And, and we just got to put that out of our mind and do what resonates to most of your customers, do what works for your brand, have fun with it, do the right thing. And, and we even uh, yeah, thought with dear mom and dad, we thought we can change this to like dear parent, but it's not the same thing when the kid is right. writing. Right. And I, I don't thing. think, yeah, in that, even in that case, like two moms, two dads, yeah. most people get that postcard. They're like, oh, this is really cute. Like, yeah. it's going to be a very small percentage of people that are like, I'm offended because of the way yeah. you structured this postcard. Right. Most people are going to just love it. And so that's what you got to go with. Yeah. And brands like Tutti Midwives are just amazing in how they approach like their audiences and how they kind of talk to their audiences and the videos they have and all of that. It just, you see a company about something, right? And they're, I just love companies that are playful, but again, emotion can be any emotion. Emotion can be anger. It can be fear. It can be whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be funny. In top that, we're going to have a mix of like funny, but it's also like very emotional dogs that you help save, right? So it's like a mix of, uh, a few things and I think the more emotions you can create in your customers the better absolutely and we, we talk about this a lot without emotion people don't take action unless you're stirring up desire you know uh, either I want to get out of uh, some kind of pain or I want to go towards some kind of pleasure enjoyment if you're not stirring up emotion people won't take action so the worst thing is like not to make people angry with your advertising but the worst thing is to be ignored or to be uh, just so uninteresting that nobody notices. And so, uh, love that approach. Love what you're talking about here, Tomer. And so, uh, we will link to the Kickstarter in the show notes and get that out to everybody. So check out the top dog, laptop sleeve, power bank, uh, docking station. And I think other things were included with that too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. So Matt, exactly. Um, and so, so, but tell us about what, what else Top Dog does, because there's probably some Amazon sellers listening that are like, Hey, I'd like to hang with Tomer and the gang. So, uh, what does that look like? So we have a few things. One, obviously you can also buy the book available on Amazon, Audible, anywhere, uh, you buy books from. Um, and the book is not, is the first book, as far as I know, that is not about how to sell on Amazon. It's for active e-commerce sellers. So it teaches you how to do product research when you already have some products live, right? And how to build a real company, how to hire people, how to exit if that's what you plan to do. So that's the book. Then we have a top dog community. So the community is welcoming everyone who is active in this industry. So we have sellers, we have aggregators, we have services, we have agencies, we allow everyone in. It's a paid community in its own dedicated app. And when you did this video, it's probably doors are open. I assume, but you can check it out if you go to joinTopDog.com and check out the community. And then I also work, uh, I have some one-on-one -on -one relationship with bigger sellers where I help them uh, grow towards an exit. So that's the only way I do one-on-one -on -one if I help them scale to an exit. Um, yeah, and that's uh, and we have our summit as well, but that's pretty much it. It's awesome. We'll link to everything in the show notes. So it's joinTopDog.com, also Tomer Rabinovich. Dot com. You can find all the details. We'll link to it in the show notes. Tomer, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. I had a blast, and we'll have to do it again. Thank you so much, Brett. Awesome. And as always, thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you. What would you like to hear more of on the show? And hey, if we're not connected on the socials, let's fix that problem. Uh, LinkedIn is probably the best place to follow me, but I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter occasionally. 
And so hit me up. I'm sharing stuff in between episodes and would love to connect with you. And so uh, with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.